up with my big question is what changed in between they they were expecting a third present vote correct and that did not materialize so one of the other four should be the focus here because one of the other four clearly had indicated to the mccarthy team that they were willing to vote present which would have handed him the gavel all right, Aaron, we have a game of clue here. Was it Congressman Rosendale in the House chamber with a false promise? Back to you. <laughs> a night of treachery. And, and an image of what happened. All right, just to give some context to this, that, that moment on the floor, I want to show everybody the video, uh, when you saw Mike Rogers of Alabama appearing to have to be physically restrained. Yeah. There's a pull I mean, back. Look, physic- oh, pull back, I mean, yeah. Right on the face. Somebody yeah. grabbed him. Mm-hmm. Physically Watch. restrained. Watch the face. Watch, again. Watch his face. Yep. <laughs> wow. wow. As Kevin McCarthy is wow. is stonily walking away. Just to Scott, you said this this is treachery. Absolute treachery. Well, first of all, I'd like to thank all of our viewers for watching CNN's exclusive screening of Snakes on a Plane Part 2. <laughs> I've never seen the amount of treachery, not since 1856, when Preston Brooks came to Charles Sumner have we seen this kind of treachery under the Capitol Dome. This is- Was that on C-SPAN? This and, is crazy. And, and they hadn't passed a rules package. It's absolutely, so we couldn't even have the camera angle. This is absolutely high drama, crazy stuff. I can't but, imagine how McCarthy and McHenry, who I was heaping praise upon earlier for their you know, <laughs> skills today, yeah. how, how must they be but as feeling? You said, well, somebody, wait a second. Somebody lied to them. Somebody, yeah. somebody, somebody lied. I want to make a point, make a point about this. My early, right when it happened, people were telling me it was Rosendale. Rosendale who committed the first act of treachery, but now- Because he was supposed to vote president. It looks like maybe they were all in it together. (laughs) But I also want to make clear that we will never compromise our principles. House Democrats will always put American values over autocracy, benevolence over bigotry, the Constitution over the cult, democracy over demagogues, economic opportunity over extremism, freedom over fascism, governing over gaslighting, hopefulness over hatred, inclusion over isolation, justice over judicial overreach, knowledge over kangaroo courts, liberty over limitation, maturity over Mar-a-Lago, normalcy over negativity, Opportunity over obstruction. People over politics. Quality of life issues over QAnon. Reason over racism. Substance over slander. Triumph over tyranny. Understanding over ugliness. Voting rights over voter suppression. Working families over the well-connected. Xenial over xenophobia. Yes, we can over you can't do it and zealous representation over zero-sum confrontation. That you take this obligation freely, without any mental reservation or purpose of evasion, and that you will well and faithfully discharge the duties of the office on which you're about to enter. So help you, God. Yes, I do. Congratulations, and Godspeed. I know the night is late, but when we come back, our very first bill 
repeal the funding for 87,000 new IRS. You see, we believe government should be to help you, not go after you. We're going to pass bills to fix the nation's errant challenges. From wide open southern borders, to American last energy policies, to woke indoctrination in our schools. We'll also address America's long-term challenges, the debt and the rise of the Chinese Communist Party. Congress must speak with one voice on both of these issues. There is nothing more important than making it possible for American families to live and enjoy the lives they deserve. That is why we commit to stop wasteful Washington spending, to lower the price of groceries, gas, cars, housing, and stop the rising national debt. But I do want to especially thank uh, President Trump. I don't think you should anybody should doubt his influence. He was with me from the beginning. Somebody wrote the doubt of whether he was there, and he was all in. He would call me and he would call others. And uh, he really was, I was just talking to him tonight, um, helping get those final votes. And what he's really saying, really, for the party and the country, that we have to come together. We have to focus on the economy. We've got to focus, make our borders secure. We've got to do so much work to do, and he was a great influence to make that all happen. So thank you, President Trump was a victory. It was a hard fought one. It was a, a contentious one at moments, uh, Charlie. Um, a source did tell CNN that uh, Republican Congressman Mike Rogers, he told Matt Gates that Gates was going to be finished for continuing to, to wreck the speaker's vote and really forcing it to go uh, so many rounds. Now, McCarthy has tried to spin this division that we saw on full display as, uh, as, he, as he said, now we've learned how to govern. But Charlie, what do you think this means for passing legislation, actually getting stuff done? Why the American people sent these people to Congress when Republicans have such a tiny majority? Oh, why? Uh, governing, it's going to get much harder now. Look, the speaker's vote is usually the easiest vote of the con Congress. It really is. And, and we just saw what happened. This turned into be one of the hardest votes of the Congress. But the legislature, it's going to become even more difficult uh, because some of the concessions that uh, Speaker McCarthy had to make to get the job, such as adding a few Freedom Caucus members to the Rules Committee. Well, good luck getting those bills to the floor. That's a key committee. Most of the public doesn't understand what goes on in that committee. But that's essential. Gave those folks a seat at that table. That's a big mistake. Uh, there are other mistakes that they've made here, too, as, as Alice pointed out, the motion to vacate the chair. Uh, you know, they, they just empowered these guys. You know, for example, OK, I love the idea of passing appropriations bills individually and the House should do that. The problem you have is the United States Senate. They don't pass bills individually and you will end up yet with yet another omnibus. So while Speaker McCarthy made those concessions, it's almost as if they pretended the United States Senate doesn't exist. I have heard uh, suggestions that they were going to cap defense spending. Well, hello, you know, it's, they're the Armed Services Committee, the Appropriations Committee, the Senate, they're all going to have a say on this matter. 
how can that how can those types of concessions be made to a group you know of, of this chaos caucus i mean it's almost as if it's easier it's, it's almost better to be an opponent to the speaker than to be an ally because look what these guys have extracted out of him i mean i really think this is this is going to get much harder to govern and then there's the debt ceiling right. we even talked about Wait till that comes around. How are they going to be able to pass a debt ceiling? They said there have to be spending cuts tied to it. Well, again, hello, uh, the Senate's going to be involved. The president's going to be involved. And they're going to have to renege on that uh, that uh, that concession. They're going to have to renege on that concession. They're already taking stuff back. It's Saturday, 7 January in the year of our Lord, 2023, a night. If you didn't stay up for it, I want to thank Grace Chung and Captain Bannon for running the uh, live stream last night. I was uh, working on the side uh, to make sure that uh, that we could try to take a last a stand and try to stop this, the cartel. Um, but a huge audience last night on our live stream. And again, I really want to thank everybody. I think 25,000 people. Um, a night of high drama and low comedy, right? We had it uh, right there. It was going to go, it was a motion uh, to adjourn. It's going to take it to Monday, be able to work on the, the 14 because the package is not completely done yet. But then, you know, you had fistfights or quasi fistfights and broke out and um, a little bit of <clears throat> chaos on the floor, but organized chaos. And then um, a reversal and everybody voted President uh, McCarthy is uh, the speaker. Uh, I want to bring in Mike Davis, but <clears throat> right there, even and we want to do that cold open. You see kind of the arc of the evening in particular two things is I wanted to make sure everybody, and if you hadn't, we'll put up Hakeem Jeffries. I don't even know, you know, Nancy Pelosi turned the gavel over to him so she didn't have to have the photo op, but I, I don't even understand why they let him have a 10 or 12-minute speech. Seemed like it went on forever. As radical as you could possibly get. So you see what we're, we're up, up against. And, and that doesn't even talk about the cartel on our side of the football. But um, a, a ton of extractions, historical in nature, on a short lease, now it has to be executed. Mike Davis, I know that you were one that said, hey, you got to take McCarthy out because he represents the worst of, you know, and I, I want to stop calling it the swamp, the cartel, right, the cartel head. Uh, but you saw right there, he gave thanks to President Trump at the end. President Trump definitely whipped the vote at the very end when the things got the, the nastiest, I would think, right after the 14th vote. Remember, they took the 14th vote. We won again. We we're going to go a motion to adjourn, put up by by them, by the Republicans, by by McHenry. Uh, we were going to win that vote and adjourn till noon on Monday, and then all of a sudden it got reversed. We came back and everybody voted present, and uh, on the fifteenth ballot, Mike, how do you make this work? You've been one of the most adamant in terms because you deal with these guys. You particularly you focused on something that's to the heart of it. It's the heart of the investigations, but it's the heart of what has to change because it is the it's the operational arm of the oligarch. It's the uh, it's the uh, cartels and the apparatuses functioning, operating arm in a high tech society, and that's big tech. So first off, you sent out something on Getter I thought was amazing. How would Mike Davis, given that we and I keep telling people this is round one because every day, every day, every day McCarthy because of the concessions and now and that's why I put these stories up in Getter on the Hill. People are just now understanding, particularly professionals of what actually was given up last night so he could secure the speakership, Mike Davis. Yeah, I mean, uh, Kevin McCarthy is Matt Gates's steer. Uh, Gates castrated McCarthy. 
and Gates can uh, send McCarthy the butcher anytime. So that's where we are. And explain, explain, explain that to people because I don't understand the people fully understand the heroic nature of what Gates and, and what I would call the the. The, the six for America at the end, the other 14 also, because they, they stood for a while and then went and cut a package that's quite revolutionary. But the six, the hardcore six, when you say that, because walk us through what that means from a technical point of view. I get, the, I get the analogy, but what does that mean that he got him and now he can, he can basically, he can, he and the others can drive this agenda. Yeah, I mean, everyone assumed that Kevin McCarthy would have a glide path to the speakership. Uh, uh, the establishment Republicans just do not understand how much conservatives do not trust Kevin McCarthy. Uh, we will never trust him. He has never earned our trust. He never will earn our trust. Uh, his guiding principle is Kevin McCarthy. So these 20 conservatives knew that they had to try to stop Kevin McCarthy at all costs. And if they couldn't stop him, if they were just overwhelmed with the House Republican conference and physical threats of force, they knew that they had to get a rules package that, uh, that essentially took away all of his powers and made it where he's a figurehead speaker. Uh, I'm the speaker. The speakership is a is a very very powerful position. I, I learned that early on. I interned for Newt Gingrich when he was the speaker. When he went down as speaker under these similar circumstances, and so these 20 people are very brave, very courageous, very fearless members of the House because the, the retributions that they could face are just astronomical. But they they forced the they forced Kevin McCarthy to put freedom caucus people. I think it's three Freedom Caucus people on the um, on the House Rules Committee. The House Rules Committee decides, I mean, it's a very, very, very powerful gatekeeping committee that's almost always, it, it is always controlled by the Speaker. Now it's, uh, uh, it's there is a, a good amount of control for the House Freedom Caucus on the steering committee where they get to decide what rules are, are on each piece of legislation. If it's an open rule or closed rule, meaning can people offer amendments or not? Is it going yeah. to be shoved yeah. down my, their throats yeah. or my, be amendments? My, Mike, I know. Congressman uh, Rosendale, um, can you, um, the folks in Montana too, in fact, the folks in the entire state of Montana, I don't think there's any doubt they know that you're going to be all over supportive and getting on with um, the investigations into the Biden administration, Biden regime, and, and, and others, right? Fauci, the whole thing. Uh, is there any debt is, is the, is the couple of days we need or the week we need or so to work this through? Is that going to really hold anything back? Is Scott Jennings correct in that, sir? No, no. I mean, a little bit more uh, time to, uh, plan this process, uh, that they're going to eventually is going to take place. It's not hurting those investigations. One single solitary bit. I think we've got the highest likelihood of having some kind of success, uh, on the Fauci investigations, my, I mean, my personal opinion, I'm not an attorney and I don't even sit on judiciary, but uh, the Fauci investigations and the Mayorkas investigations, Mayorkas, I do not think it's going to be too much of a stretch to demonstrate that he intentionally has compromised our national security by ignoring uh, policies that would have helped us secure our southern border. And we're not talking about just the number of people that have come into our country, Steve. We are under a chemical attack from China via uh, the 
the uh, drug facilities in Mexico. All the components come from China, go to Mexico, they make the fentanyl, it comes in our country. Close to 200,000 people have actually died from drug overdoses in our country over the last couple of years. And that's a direct result of, of uh, most of it from fentanyl from Mexico. And, and then when you start factoring in the additional human trafficking and the rising crime rates, we know that that poor prosecution and prosecutorial um, uh, measures have, have contributed to those problems. But I've talked to law enforcement all across the state of Montana, and they attribute the increase in crime directly to the poor southern border, the fentanyl, and, and it has actually reached into the state of Montana. So I, I believe uh, Mayorkas, we have the highest likelihood of having some kind of legal outcome against him. And I think that the Fauci investigations must be done so that we can at the same time tie in the suppression of facts uh, by big tech uh, from from being able to be shared with the, the general public. And, and all of that sort of culminates together. And then those will take place and, and an additional couple of days for us to have this debate and to make sure that we have the best leadership in place for every public is worth it. Um, did they, this package is, you know, you got Daniel Horowitz, you got other people I really respect putting up that this is a historic package, what Chip Roy and people, uh, have negotiated. You got the three buckets on the debt ceiling and the spending. You've got the rules and regular order. Um, and you've got the investigations, particularly the church committee or whatever, this weaponization of government to really go after the FBI, DOJ and others, the national security, DHS. D do, is it your belief that, because we were going to see something, you know, McCarthy put out something, right, that was not acceptable. It was too, you know, happy talk. And then they came back with something. The letter that came, Scott Perry sent with nine signatures was much, uh, was much sharper. But they said there's going to be another, actually a deal they're working on. It's going to have language to, to exactly your point that if you vote, then rules have got to be set up and things have to happen. You're not going to get the bait and switch. Do you believe that... Uh, Scott Perry and others that voted today to to to, to support uh, McCarthy are giving up their leverage in this in this historic package that they're trying to remember. They're comfortable with McCarthy, so that's a big difference than the hard six. Are uh, do you believe they're giving up their leverage in 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 going down the path they're going down right now? Yes, I mean the simple answer is yes. Have you ever taken a signed contract to an attorney and they asked him to review it? He says. Why? I can't change it. You've already you've already entered into this agreement. They've already entered into the agreement and they have taken an incredible leap of faith that I said I wasn't able to do, wasn't willing to do. I am very pleased that uh, Chip Roy is still a part of that uh, process. I will tell you because he's an incredibly intelligent individual that I have an immense amount of, of trust for. And 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 I, I hope that they are able to conclude this, but they have just taken an incredible leap of faith and. Uh, we are going to be completely reliant on the um, on the goodwill and the honor of uh, of Kevin McCarthy if he in fact becomes the speaker to to pass and to uphold uh, this rules package. So they're depending upon the tender mercies of essentially the cartel because their thing is they make changes and these are historic changes people have been talking about for twenty years. They are historic and Daniel Horowitz and others will back that up, but it's it's far from a done deal. You agree with that? Oh, I absolutely think it is far from a done deal. There's there's a lot of there's a lot of things that must take place in order for those rules to be passed and implemented. 
Um, you know, I, I'm I, Commander Zinke is a is a friend of mine, and you know, I've known him, got helped him get to to come into the Trump administration. Think very highly of him. Uh, but he said some things here recently that that you know are not exactly. I don't totally agree with. But here's one thing that's interesting. I just want to make sure I got got this right. Because the commander Zinke was very much for let's 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 just get Kevin McCarthy from the beginning. If we had not gone through this process, and particularly your brilliant speech on the House floor yesterday, in this four or five days, that's been painful, but but had to happen. Would we be close to having a reform package that people have talked about for twenty or thirty years, but have not done? If if, if McCarthy had been just signed off on immediately, would any of this in your mind have happened, sir? None. None of it. I mean, that's that's fact. It's not it's just not in my opinion. It just simply would not have happened. And we saw that as we tried to engage in these conversations back in the summer when it would not have taken uh, this public display of the republic. I personally think that this is, has turned out to be a good thing so that the public can see uh, what is going on. Well, what is it? Uh, daylight is the best disinfectant. And, and there has been a lot of daylight shed on how the House actually operates and how uh, people across this country think it operates. And, and I can assure you that had it not been for uh, the 20 of us standing forward and, and forcing these votes, that we would not be proposing and listening to and discussing the dramatic restoration of the uh, House rules that we are right now. So where you stand right now is that unless there's a change in leadership, you're 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 one of the hard six. You're you're not really interested. You need to see the change at the top of the cartel. Essentially, I do. Correct. That that is correct, Steve. I mean, we have to. We have. You can't just change the rules because at the end of the day, we have to have confidence in the leadership that's going to be implementing those rules. And sooner or later, that individual is going to have to go back over to the Senate and or to the White House. Uh, to negotiate uh, in good faith for the Republican conference of the House of Representatives. And, and that is the, you know, that's the person that we have to have that faith in. It's going to say the same thing in that room uh, uh, on the other side of the building or the other side of the city that they're saying to us in the conference room. How do you think this plays out tonight before I let you go? Hey, think it's adjourned till 10 o'clock. Um, yeah, you know that's normally when the best star chambers take place is late at night. They say they're going to go all night tonight. Uh, what can our audience and the folks out in Montana to expect? Uh, you know, I am not sure. I know that there's two Republicans that are returning. They have been out of the chamber, and I don't know if all the uh, Democrats, if any of them, are going to be flying out tonight. They have have eliminated the proxy voting, so you're going to have to be there uh, to be able to vote. So. I, I'm not 100% sure exactly how this is going to shake out tonight. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not. It, it, we've been doing a lot of calls on, on the floor. We really have, Steve. I've heard Omaha yelled several times. I thought Peyton Manning was down there voting one day. A lot of audibles. Uh, Congressman Rosendale, how do people follow you? What's the social media? At Rep. Rosendale. At Rep. Rosendale. Uh, sir, you've uh, you've really been a patriot and a uh, and a true leader here over the last couple of days. It's been amazing. So thank you very much. Honor for you to take away the time tonight to come it's and a, join us. It's an honor to represent uh, Montana, and and this country is worth it. That's why I do it. Well, I got to tell you, they got to be very proud of you out there. This uh, you've you've changed the arc yeah. of this yeah. country, sir. 
Scott, Scott Jennings probably shouldn't do any consulting in Montana. Maybe that's why, you know, he's led them to the minority. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Couldn't agree more. Shouldn't do any consulting anywhere, but that's okay. Thank you, sir. I got uh, John Fergus. I got uh, Mike Davis. Also, we're trying to, other people are calling and blowing us up. So we're going to try to figure this out. Let's go to Mike Davis. I got a long cold open for Fredericks and Davis, but I want to wait to play that on the other side. Uh, Mike Davis, uh, give me your assessment of today. Particularly, you're a pretty tough lawyer. Uh, what about folks that are agreeing to things that sound good? Do you think it's any chance you get you get bait and switched by this crowd that they're negotiating with, sir? I think that these 21 House Republicans are being uh, played by Kevin McCarthy. And uh, what's going to happen is when when he, they elect him speaker, he's not going to whip the votes necessary for this for this negotiated rules package to uh, to become the House rules. And you're going to see the maybe some moderate Democrats working with uh, or excuse me, moderate Republicans working with Democrats. Uh, and I don't think this rules package is going to go through. Uh, this is. Uh, like the congressman just said be before us, this is about uh, trusting Kevin McCarthy. And the reason we are here today after, what, 12, 13 rounds of voting is because they do not trust Kevin McCarthy. They do not trust Kevin McCarthy. They want to strip the speaker of all of these powers because they don't trust him, right? And so this is what's so uh, puzzling to me is, is why are we insisting that the speaker be Kevin McCarthy if he can't get the trust of 218 of his members. Why, why is it Kevin McCarthy? It's, it's like he's, he's on, like he, it's like he's on parole. Like we don't trust him. He has an ankle bracelet, uh, from, from the house Republican conference. It's just bizarre to me. You're going to have, you're going to have a speaker who is so weakened here because they don't trust Kevin McCarthy. How is he going to do when he goes into the white house and he's sitting across the table from white house chief of staff, Ron Klain and Senate yeah. majority leader yeah. Chuck Schumer, they're going to take his pants down. Hang on one second. We'll take a short break. We got Fredericks. We got Mike Davis. I'm going to get to the point. They obviously don't trust him. That's what this whole package is and the motion to vacate. Yet, they're trusting him enough not to close that deal before they give him his vote. Or do they? Will there be any switching? Short commercial break. Back with Fredericks and Davis next. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Here's the state of play. By the way, we've got Darren Beatty that uh, is on deck. I'll get to him in a minute. We've got Carrie Lake. I have Frank Gaffney. State of play is that last night they had the 14th uh, vote. They came back at 10 o'clock at night. They had the 14th vote. And, uh, and what happened is that uh, we actually stood tall. We had a couple of guys that went uh, that, you know, Gates and Boebert um, voted present. But the four hardcore Crane and Good um, and, uh, and Andy Biggs and Rosendale hung tough. And, uh, and so we're going to go to another round. Then a fracas broke out, started with McCarthy and Gates back in his row, and then went to, um, and then, uh, uh Mike Rogers, I think Alabama got involved in almost a fight broke out or fight did kind of break out. Uh, we called for an adjournment. We're going to adjourn till Monday. I think the thought was a couple of the 14 could be peeled off. Uh, and what happened is that they called to adjourn. We are going to have to Monday at noon and be able to work on the 14. If they didn't love the package, peel them off and start this thing over again next week. But, you know, there was some phone calls made, some whipping. Next thing you know, we're going to 15. All six voted present. McCarthy is uh, McCarthy speaker. Real quickly, Darren, I know you got to bounce. The Patriot Act. 
should, and mm. I'll get to Gaffney later because I know he has probably a different perspective on this, but Tom Massey's a guy that voted. I think he's one of the few guys that voted against. Well, I don't think he was around, but he's been very anti-Patriot Act. They milked the original war on terror for all it's worth. They've gotten the Patriot Act and much, much more, and that grift is over, and so they're repurposing the national security state against American citizens and Trump supporters we're effectively the new Islamic radicals from their point of view. And so that's really the thing that I think the church style committee should address most aggressively. Um, going forward, what would be your one or two priorities? Now, now you got this new, we got the ability if executed upon to keep um, uh, McCarthy and these guys uh, on a short leash. What is your, cause you're more on the investigation side. What has mm -hmm. to happen one of the one or two things it's going to show you that progress is being made and we're not getting played. Well, they would love to sweep the January 6th stuff under the rug because that's some really explosive stuff. And I have a very easy and simple ask. I want the FBI to hand over the chain of custody of the DNC surveillance tapes and the full raw unedited footage of those tapes. And let's start from there and see where it leads. Very simple ask. You don't need to say the feds were involved. All you need to say is it's been two years. We haven't caught the pipe bomber. It's time to release the full footage of the DNC surveillance site. Okay, perfect. Uh, Darren, how do people get to you, particularly your uh, social media, and how they get to Revolver through that? Revolver.news. We're going to have a lot of reporting coming up on the particulars of how this church committee should look that's informed by an historical understanding of what the church committee was why it was effective, where it was ineffective, and how we can update it most effectively given our current circumstances. So we're going to cover this very strongly um, over the coming weeks and months. So revolver.news, if you missed the Trump interview, we talk about the church committee, the JFK files, and much more. Go to Revolver News, check that out. We're on Getter at Revolver News, and I'm on Twitter at Darren J. Beatty. No, it's one of the best interviews of Tr President Trump ever. So, Darren, thank you so much. Honored to have you on thank here. You. Let's go to Kerry Lake. Uh, Kerry, one, I want your – you were up watching this last night. Um, I want your uh, thoughts. In particular, I'd like to ask you as one of the leaders of our movement, Hakeem Jeffries' throwdown. Oh. I thought inappropriate throwdown. Give us, your, give us your assessment of what happened last night, particularly from a grassroots perspective, given that we wanted a change of the head of the cartel and we didn't get it. Uh, and then Hakeem Jeffries, ma'am. Uh, well, the Hakeem Jeffries, I mean, if he thought he was riling up and rallying his troops, it did just the opposite. To sit there and watch, I mean, it's opposite day with these guys. Everything he was describing that he says the Democrat Party is about is just the opposite. You know, they're the fascists. They're the ones pushing this uh, judicial system that is weaponized. They're the ones who are not for governing. They are the ones who do the gaslighting. And it was just completely opposite. It was almost comical. Um, and I think what he did was actually energize the people on the conservative movement to do more to stop this insanity. This is about not just stopping the left, but the communist left from taking over our country. And I was really proud of that band of 20 that held strong. They knew they didn't have the numbers, but they used the power they did have to the nth degree. And, you know, if you don't think Arizona is America first mega country, look at three of the men on that uh, band of 20. It was Gosar, Biggs, and Eli Crane, a freshman representative 
representing the people of Arizona who held tight, who held strong under immense pressure. And we're getting an idea how we can use what the people of America want, which is they want America First Patriots running the show. They want America First agenda uh, governing their state and community. And we may not have all the numbers that we need, but we can use that power in a way that uh, influences the legislation that comes out and affects change. I'm really proud of those guys. They didn't have the numbers to get what they wanted, but we got a lot out of that. We got a lot out of that negotiation. That's how things should be done in Congress. It shouldn't be just this, you're going to do it our way or no way at all. That's how our Congress should couple- work. Give me a minute on Eli Crane. He campaigned with you. You campaigned with him. One of the reasons he won the seat is because of Kerry Lake. What a special guy. I mean, with all the pressure in the world on him, if you've got to understand behind the scenes, it was absolutely brutal. He stood tall like nobody's business. At the end, he he uh, voted president when all four of the hardcores went, quite frankly, after talking to President Trump. Um, talk. Give me a minute on Eli Crane. The man is a warrior. I mean, literally, he is a warrior. He's a, a former Navy SEAL, a very strong man. And to go in there, can you imagine the pressure of walking into Congress as a freshman congressman and standing up like that? That takes cojones. That takes a steel backbone. But he, you know, he was on your show, Steve, and he said, I went out before I came to Congress and I talked to my constituents. I went to all of the main places in my large district, and they said, do not vote for this guy. Do not vote more swamp creatures in. Now, I don't think, I don't think that uh, McCarthy is going to behave like a swamp creature. I think he knows that this was a hard-fought victory, but it was a victory. And America First Patriots cannot be ignored anymore because uh, he will be embarrassed right out of that seat. So I'm really proud of Eli. He's a fighter, and that shows he's gonna, how he's going to lead for his constituents here in Arizona. I couldn't be more proud of him if he continues to stand up and do what he's been sent to D.C. to do, which is represent his district in Arizona, not represent the establishment, but represent the people in his district, then he's going to be a great congressman. Uh, talk about the swamp. It's it's in every state, right? Not just Washington D.C. And and Arizona's got a massive problem. We know that you're, you're the legitimate governor of this state, uh, but Katie Hobbs uh, illegitimately took the oath of office. What's happened in Maricopa County? Now I'm seeing that the former head of the Supreme Court they're going to have their own investigation. Get, get people up to speed because it seems odd that this didn't take place in a court. I know you're in an appeals court right now, but I don't understand why Maricopa County now is trying to cl- come and clean their skirts, ma'am. <laughs> well, I, I think when it comes to evidence, they got their butts handed to them in our last court case. Now, the ruling went against us, unfortunately. I don't think the judge had the strength to, to really make a big decision, and it's unfortunate. But when you look at the evidence and you look what happened to their team of, I don't know, 12, 13, 14 lawyers... Our two attorneys handed them their butts. We had all of the evidence. We showed that they were printing a 19-inch image on a 20-inch ballot, causing the jam up in the machines at nearly 60% of polling places that were non-functioning. We showed that over 300,000 ballots had no chain of custody. They came out of nowhere. We don't know where they came from. We showed that two days after the election, 25,000 ballots just mysteriously appeared and a bunch of other problems that they had, like uh, chain of custody, like conflict of interest. And we even saw a couple people perjure themselves. And they didn't have an answer for it. 
So now they're going to put a task force together. And I'm, I'm sorry, but any task force that, that Gates is behind and the Board of Supervisors in Maricopa County, this group of incompetent clowns, any task force they put together and choose who's on it, it gives me pause and makes me concerned that we may not get the full truth coming out of that. I think they need some evidence and information to use in court because they're flat-footed. They've been caught flat-footed. They don't have anything to rebut what we are presenting in court, and they need to look like they're doing something. Not only that, I think their goons in the media are in a bit of a panic because people are saying, why aren't you Arizona repugnant? Why aren't you covering this election fraud? What's wrong with you? And so these goons in the media need something to cover that makes it look like they're covering the election. And this task force will be the perfect thing for them to cover and give them some cover. Yeah. Carrie, can you just hang on one minute? Short break. Yep. I just want to hold you for a question or two on the other side. Carrie Lake, we got Frank, Gaffney, Jack Posobiec, all next in the world. has arrived the new social media taking on big tech protecting free speech and canceling cancel culture join the marketplace of ideas the platform for independent thought has arrived superior technology no more selling your personal data no more censorship no more cancel culture enough getter has arrived it's time to say what you want the way you want download now Okay, welcome back. We were on Getter last night. We're going to be Getter Live all over the weekend. Also, you get all our running uh, immersion, the immersion experience of all the news we're putting up and all the different sites with War Room, myself, and all the Grace Chung, Captain Ben, and all of our contributors. Uh, and we got the Committee on the Present Danger, Carrie Lake, everybody up there. Uh, Carrie, uh, what, here's the question. This is what's confusing. You, you're, in a, you're going to appeal, and you've got the evidence from uh, the trial and you're going to make your case that you're the legitimate gov- governor that, that was stolen and Katie Hobbs, the secretary of state. I just want to make sure people are, is, is this move in Arizona and Maricopa County to kind of run air cover for them to kind of block and just say, oh, yeah, we're looking at that. We're going to have a, a, a review and an investigation of the ballots and not and try to downplay uh, your appeal, because here's my point. If they didn't have a problem because they kind of lied about it in court, I think they kind of purged themselves. According to them, it wasn't a problem. And I can't understand it now hiccup. if it's not a, if it's not a problem, it's a hiccup. It's a hiccup. If it's a hiccup, then why do you have the former chief justice of the Arizona Supreme Court's going to have a, an investigation at Maricopa County? I'm, I'm, I'm confused about what's going on. Are they just trying to uh, use this as a misdirection play to take, make sure that in the courts, you don't get a full hearing to, to uh, basically make sure that either have a new election or you're installed as the governor of Arizona. It could be one of several things. It could be the media who's been their lapdogs and done all of their work for them is saying, we've got to cover something because people are calling us out for not covering any of this. We keep calling them election don- deniers, and, and the people who read our paper actually were disenfranchised. So do something. It could also be, you know, Liddy and, and company. Remember Liddy, the one who, who works for the Maricopa County uh, oh, attorney's yes. office, and he's the one who said it's oh, the yes. voters' fault for voting on election day. He blamed it on the voters, and he blamed it on on people like me for saying, "Please get out and vote." <laughs> it's our fault that this happened. 
so he probably needs some uh, something to present in court because they had no rebuttal to our hard evidence, and so they need something to 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 throw out in a court of law because they don't have anything. And so I don't know. I'm going to hold hold off on making too much judgment on this task force, um, but initially thinking that Bill Gates and his team over at the Board of Supervisors is behind this and choosing the people and choosing the investigators. Ruth McGregor is fantastic. She's a wonderful woman. I don't know who the investigators will be, and I don't believe if the Board of Supervisors in Maricopa County, they're the problem. If they're the ones who are putting this investigation together, I have my suspicions on how it's going to go. But they're in a world of hurt. This is not going away. They thought that me being new to politics, that, you know, they would steal this in broad daylight, steal the vote of the people of Arizona, and I would just walk away going, it's too big of a hill to climb, of a mountain to climb. I cannot deal with this. And they picked a fight with the wrong person because I didn't lose. I won. They stole this, and they didn't only steal my vote. They stole everybody's vote. When you throw in 300,000 extra ballots and then 25,000 additional after Election Day, and when you don't do proper signature verification on hundreds of thousands of ballots, then you're taking everybody's vote. You're watering it down with invalid, illegal ballots. And they did that to the people of Arizona. And I will not walk away from this fight. I will take it to the bitter end, and we will be victorious. People behind the scenes, people don't know that all the Republican establishment came to Kerry and said, hey, you got a great future. Just walk away from this. You got a great future. You'll do this, this and this. He said, nope, I'm the governor of Arizona and I'm not going to let the people of Arizona down. So we're going to fight this one to the bitter end. Uh, Kerry, how do people find you on social media and your website? Uh, they can go to KerryLake.com. They can find me at uh, all of it, Getter, Truth, Twitter, Facebook, Kerry Lake, K-A-R-I-L-A-K-E. If you want to help on our legal fight, we are up against Mark Elias and some of the nastiest, most evil attorneys that want nothing more than to come into Arizona and force these folks who really have the cartels in mind, best interest in mind, not the people in Arizona's best interest in mind. They want to force those people on us. And they're taking money, as you know. You know, you know how the Democrats raise money through Ukraine, <laughs> and then they ship it back over here. So we uh, we could use help with our legal fund. You can go to Save Arizona Fund F U N D dot com if you want to help out. Otherwise, just your prayers are appreciated and continued support. Thank you so much, Steve. Carrie, thank you for joining us today. Changing your schedule, I appreciate it. Uh, I'm going to bring in uh, Frank Gaffney. Frank, you've been around a, a long time fighting this fight. Uh, give us your assessment of what went down last night and how we can, wh what can we take away positive from that to go forward, sir? A lot of things came out of it, Steve. I think the most important is the fact that you had that core, what I would call the super six and the terrific 20 of which they were part that, forced Kevin McCarthy to make concessions, as you've described uh, with Mike Davis. Um, they're important, but the thing that strikes me about them is they're the sorts of things that Kevin McCarthy should have offered up from the get-go. They, they were designed to restore a measure of representation in the House of Representatives, not just a 
speaker that tyrannically rules the place, to, to create accountability, to have a regular order of hearings in committees, making legislation, having them amending that legislation in committee and then on the floor. I mean, these are the, the sorts of things that were central to how the place operated until people like Paul Ryan and Nancy Pelosi, you know, took it as uh, a personal fiefdom. And Kevin McCarthy wanted to have it run that way too. Now, I just want to put down a marker. Unless and until this rules package is passed, we better hold the champagne. I don't know whether games are going to be played. We saw Republicans switching on that uh, vote to adjourn. And I think there's yeah. a lot of chafing on the moderate uh, or establishment side. So the pressure needs to stay on. And I, I think this is really why it's so important that the yeah. war room be engaged, continuing yeah. on this front. F F Frank, please hold. we got a 90-second break. We're going to start the second hour. Frank Gaffney is going to join us. Uh, first time ever in the history of this country, a Speaker of the House from the podium with the gavel talked about we're going to investigate and thwart the rise of the Chinese Communist Party. Short commercial break. Gaffney, Posobiec, Russ Vote next in the world. We rejoice when there's no more. Let's take down the CCP. They have all life for too long. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code warroom at checkout to save 67%. And do it again. Warroomhealth, all one word, warroomhealth.com. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there, do it today, check it out. War Room Posse, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. They resell your communications and personal data while lecturing and laughing at you. I've got the solution. Unplugged Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone including its own uncancelable app store, VPN, antivirus, and highly encrypted messenger, better than Wicker, Signal, Telegram, or anything else. None of your message or VPN traffic is stored, analyzed, or sold. Claim your security for only $10 a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash warroom to install the Unplugged Suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency. 